Welcome to the Convention of States Legacy Podcast, a weekly program that looks back at historic content from our archives. We hope you are educated and inspired by today's edition. Today, you will get to hear audio from a simulated Article 5 convention with 49 state delegations consisting mostly of sitting or previous state legislators. Hosted by Convention of States Foundation in August of 2023, the event was held in Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia. In part three of the final plenary session, commissioners continue debate on Proposal 1, offered by the Committee on Term Limits and Federal Judicial Jurisdiction, and eventually vote on that measure. Senator, uh, Senator Matthews moves that we temporarily return this proposal to the county to draft some amendments related to civil service and military. Uh, while we'll go into the next proposal, while that's you have it now ready. You want to? Okay, he has the uh, proposed amendment prepared now. If you could read it to us, and we'll get the staff to keep up. Uh, Mr. President, suggestion that I uh, got is just to add on to the end, this article shall not apply to military officers or enlisted personnel. Uh, If the body deems that adding civil servants is important to that, uh, I am open to that. We had a, we thoroughly hashed this out yesterday. We're not intending this to apply to the officers. We thought that the language as we ended that I've made that clear. Apparently there's disagreements among the body of how that's being read. Um, But I think just having that clause at the end that explicitly exempts uh, as other uh, sections of the Constitution do for explicitly exempting uh, certain things it's not intending to cover. So can you read us that amendment that you have? At the end, add, this article shall not apply to military officers or enlisted personnel. So you're withdrawing your amendment and resubmitting it with that change? With that addition. Right, fine. Any questions about the amendment? No. no. Well, I'm not familiar with amending amendments. We've never done that. So. We do in my state, Mr. President. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. You want to amend your amendment? All right. Uh, Yes, Mr. President. Uh, In fact, in my state, I can just incorporate change if the author is changing his own amendment, but uh, up to the body. Uh, Be the proposal that you have on the screen with the additional sentence at the end, this article shall not apply to military officers or enlisted personnel. All right. Any questions about this uh, amendment? Any comment or discussion about the amendment? Hearing none, is there any objection to the adoption of that amendment? All right, uh, then we will have a voice vote. Only the chairman of the delegation vote. All in favor of the amendment will vote yes, those opposed, or will vote aye, and those opposed will vote nay. So all in favor of the amendment, vote aye. Aye. All opposed, vote nay. I believe the ayes have it, and the the division is called for, so we will call the roll. If you are for the amendment, uh, chairman will vote aye. If you're opposed, vote nay, and let's expeditiously call the roll. Alabama. No. Alaska. She's not supposed to. She's absent. Oh. This is on the amendment to... to It's an amendment to the amendment uh, to take out civil service and military personnel from the effect of the term limits for employees. And we're in the midst of roll call. Yes, she votes yes.
Arizona. Yes. Arkansas. California. No. Colorado. Connecticut. No. Delaware. Florida. Georgia. Hawaii. No. Idaho. Illinois. Indiana. Yes. Iowa. Yes. Kansas. Yes. Kentucky. Yes. Louisiana. Yes. Maine. Yes. Maryland. Yes. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, where the lengthy career of silent Michigan. No. Minnesota. Yes. Mississippi. Yes. Missouri. Yes. Montana. Yes. Nebraska. Yes. Is Nebraska present? Yes. Nebraska votes yes? Yes. Nevada. Nevada, yes. New Hampshire. Yes. New Jersey. Yes. New Mexico. Yes. New York. Yes. North Carolina. Yes. North Dakota. Yes. Ohio. Yes. Oklahoma. Yes. Oregon. No. Pennsylvania. Aye. South Carolina. Aye. South Dakota. No. Tennessee. Aye. Texas. Yes. Utah. Yes. Vermont. Yes. Virginia. Yes. Washington. Aye. West Virginia. Wisconsin. Yes. Wyoming. Yes. The vote is 42 aye, 7 no. 42 aye, 7 no, and the amendment is adopted. May I say, too, that we can hear probably a little better up here because we get the whole thing. When you're surrounded by people, maybe sometimes who vote like you do, it might be a little harder. But that was not a close voice vote, I can tell you. So uh, the, uh, okay. this is the first time in my life I've been involved in amending an amendment. So the amendment to the amendment is approved. So now we have the amendment itself. Do you have anything further to say, Senator? This is the amendment uh, with the changes indicated. Now, is there any objection to this amendment? Okay, North Carolina, did you want to speak on the amendment? And, and identify yourself in Massachusetts. So John Malcolm from North Carolina, and I wanted to address the comment by the man, the gentleman from Minnesota. So he was talking about, can you put up the language please? He was talking about, you know, the need to rein in career bureaucrats. I have a lot of sympathy for that, even though at one point I was a career bureaucrat as a federal prosecutor. I would just point out that section five deals with career bureaucrats. Sections three and four do not. That is referring to officers of the United States. These are appointed officials. Now, there are pros and cons to this. So, for example, if Biden wins a second term or wherever the, if the Democrat wins, I can understand that everybody here would like to see Secretary Mayorkas and probably Merrick Garland and others come up for confirmation again to be potentially voted down. But I would also point out, just to keep in mind, that when President Trump won, he was bedeviled for almost his entire first term because his appointees got slow walked. 
And if he had won a second term and he liked the appointees that he had, he fired many of them, but if he happened to like the ones he had in place at that time, he could have continued with his agenda and grown it unabated. If he had had to reappoint all of those officials, he would have been stonewalled and stifled again for the same period of time that he was stonewalled and stifled during his first administration. So if the goal here is to go after career bureaucrats, Section 5 is fine. Sections 3 and 4 are not dealing with career bureaucrats. They are dealing with appointed officials. So you are in opposition to the amendment as it stands now? I don't want to speak completely for my delegation. I am personally in opposition certainly to Section 3, quite possibly to Section 4. I'm fine with Section 5. All right. Any further discussion? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Please come forward and identify yourself, please, sir. This is on the amendment, yes. Still on the amendment, yes. Any further discussion? All right, so we have the amendment. Hawaii. I'm sorry. We have Hawaii. I'm sorry, what? Hawaii is the next person that has sought recognition. Okay. Proper Hawaii is seeking recognition now. Is that correct? Yes, come forward, sir, and identify yourself. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Jim Hopeberg from Hawaii. I have a question clarification I'd like to understand with respect to the retrospective and prospective application of this, in particular to current people who have retirement expectations out of their service, and I'm not sure how this might affect that. Now, are you speaking as regards the elected officials who are term limited no, to Congress? No, sir. You're talking about the appointed officials, yes. And, and the uh, Section 5. So if the sponsors of the amendment could address that for me, I'd, I'd like right, to know. Thank you. Next uh, to be recognized on the uh, amendment is Michigan. Identify yourself, please, ma'am. Thank you. Um, Jamie Green, representing the state of Michigan. I want to talk about Section 5, where it says the office's employees of the executive branch shall serve at will. So I'm going to echo, echo Representative Montenegro's. Um, when you are in, this applies to so such a vast amount of bureaucracy that when you have an employee who is like designing or building our airplanes, our war machines, they have to be able to make decisions based on engineering and not political decisions. And that can get really sticky with where contracts are and everything like that. And so when you have then the, the ability to then politicize some of this and fire employees who are not agreeing with decisions, then you, you actually threaten national security. Now I understand that you have the environmental protection agencies, you have DHHS, you have all these other branches that are impacted that get stuck in the minutia of bureaucracy, but there are some aspects of this where it is truly just employment that they need to get the job done. And when we start interfering with that, then we can put our country at stake. Senator Matthews, come forward if you would, please, sir. So I would encourage you to vote no on this section. So the lady asks, we vote no on the amendment. Any further discussion? We have Oklahoma next. And come and identify yourself, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Mark LaPac from Oklahoma. Uh, I think this is a pretty tangled up issue that bears a lot of consideration. Yet I am reluctant to see us vote no, although I don't support this in the current form. 
So I would suggest, in the interest of not sending the wrong message, that we table this amendment. Uh, and with that, Mr. President, if it's proper, I would move to table. All right, the gentleman moves to table the amendment. It is not debatable. So is there any objection to tabling the amendment? So, there is objection. So one, uh, moment. one moment here. We're going to do it by voice vote. You're not going to do it at all. With the chairman of each delegation only voting. All right, our uh, parliamentarian says that uh, the motion to table is not in order because a debatable motion is on the table. This is new to me. I thought it was always in order. But. It's Rule 15 just prescribes what motions can be made. Okay, under our Rule 15, he says. So uh, we're not going to entertain then the motion to table on advice of the parliamentarian. So we have the amendment pending. Is there any further discussion? I really think we need to vote soon. Connecticut was next. Did Connecticut identify yourself, please, sir? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Joe Markley from Connecticut. I'll be very brief. This is a noble effort, but misguided. There are things that cannot be addressed in the Constitution. The 19th century was a history of attempting to figure out how civil service should be handled. Um, contentious. I don't say that the result was perfect, but we, to go back to the beginning is to open up a whole new set of problems. The, and I would also add that the problem with the bureaucracy, in my opinion, is not primarily its persistence, but its extent and power. Uh, we need to get that under control, which is not done constitutionally, but legislatively. I think this particular addition um, is a mistake, and I will oppose it. Thank you, sir. We'll have California and then Illinois, and then I'm going to entertain a motion for the previous question on the amendment. Uh, California is next. I just had a few brief remarks on uh, Section 4 and Section 5. I think it's important to keep in mind, if we're talking about the desire to defeat the big state, that there's a big difference between the appointed officers and the officers and employees of the executive branch. Um, if we're going to put a limitation of 12 years on officers, these are oftentimes people that are confirmed by the United States Senate, we might actually be strengthening the deep state with such a limitation. And that's because if we're putting a 12-year cap on those serving as officers of the executive branch, now keep in mind there are dozens of positions just for the State Department alone that must be appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate. When you get a good one, you want that person to serve again and again in future administrations. There's not enough of the good ones to go around. Think about a Secretary uh, Pompeo or an Ambassador uh, Friedman uh, to Israel, two of the better ones of President Trump. If we're going to disqualify these individuals after 12 years, uh, we're, we're going to put the future presidents in a tough situation. So if you want to defeat the, the deep state, I think uh, if you're going to vote for one, Section 5 is a lot more likely to do it because those are the bureaucrats. Section 4, you're going to end up eliminating a lot of very qualified individuals from serving in future administrations. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, then Illinois, did you wish to speak, sir? Thank you, Mr. President. Dan Calkins from Illinois. Would the sponsor accept striking sections four and five from this amendment? I think we all agree that, that we need to set up a way for members of the cabinet to be reaffirmed in, in successive uh, administrations. But I think with sections four and five or poison pills, 
and I think that would cause this amendment to fail, in my opinion. Uh, without that, I'm a no vote. Thank you, sir. And now, uh, Senator Matthews, if you would come and close on your amendment. And you've been asked a question. If you want to answer that, you may. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, Representative, before you do that, Representative Garofolo had moved the previous question. Is there any objection to the previous question on the amendment? Hearing none, the previous question is ordered. Go ahead, Senator. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, thank you, members. Andrew Matthews from Minnesota. Uh, obviously, yes, we had a lot of vigorous discussion on this yesterday. Uh, we had one day on this. Uh, hopefully, the actual future Article 5 convention, uh, there is a lot uh, that we need to work through. Uh, we can't let uh, the perfect be the enemy of the good because we need to send a signal that the uh, bureaucracy needs to be reined in. And it will be a serious mistake uh, to just term limit uh, the members of Congress without term limiting the bureaucracy. In fact, if you don't uh, run the two together, uh, there will be states that support term limits but won't pass or won't ratify a term limit amendment that just uh, handcuffs the people's voice uh, of who they vote for when the administrative and bureaucratic state then take more power uh, to themselves and run things over Congress even more. Uh, so appreciate uh, the vigorous uh, discussion on this and would urge you to support the proposed amendments. Thank you. So Senator Matthews has offered up this amendment. There is objection. We're going to vote by voice. The chairman of the committee will vote. If you're in favor of the amendment, vote aye. And opposed will vote nay. All in favor, say aye. Aye. All opposed, say nay. No. The nays have it. So the amendment is defeated. We go now to the main uh, issue, which is the, the proposal before us. And uh, who was presenting that? If you would go ahead and close on your proposal, and we'll vote on it. Uh, who? Who was it that was uh, presenting? Mr. Representative Eubanks, was it? So you have, you have debate requests. Okay, you wish to speak on the proposal? Illinois wishes to speak on the proposal, is that right? Go ahead, you'll recognize. This is the, uh, on the main proposal as, uh, as it stands at this moment, yes sir. And we are going to need to vote pretty soon on this. We, we are starting to now think about our time and whether we can complete all the proposals. We've had a good discussion on this. We'll go ahead, sir. Uh, state Representative from uh, the state of Illinois, Tom Weber. Um, and for the people watching and everyone else, uh, the importance of what we're doing here today, especially with term limits. Uh, I come from a state who the previous majority leader had been there elected in 1971 and left in 2021. 50 years and served 36 years as majority party leader. This is why it is important that we have term limits. This is what the people of Illinois understand. At the same time, we have to understand in states where we've seen large turnovers with our elected officials, we also don't want our states being ran by the bureaucracy and out of, a, out of control executives. So these are things we need to think over. 
These are very important for our nation, for our states. So I'll be supporting this. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Now we'll have after that Massachusetts, South Carolina, Mississippi. I'm hoping we can get to a vote after Mississippi. But uh, Massachusetts, you had uh, something to say, sir, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Through you to the members, Jeff Deal from Massachusetts, former state representative. I speak not uh, to offer an amendment nor uh, try to change anything, but I do have a question for the committee, and thank you to the committee and the chairman for presenting this. I, uh, one of the comments early on was that if this uh, simulation doesn't put out a term limit uh, amendment proposal, then uh, it's failed. I agree. This is one of the most important things to get out today. So thank you again for the discussion on this and for allowing the discussion. My question, I guess, is to the committee, was there uh, consideration for length of term? And I mention this because in Massachusetts, a state representative serves a two-year term, a state senator serves a two-year term, a U.S. congressman and woman serves a two-year term, as we all know in our states. A two-year term, in my opinion, allows for, over time, the influence of outside money or uh, lobbyists or groups that come in to help you uh, get reelected. I mean, this is experience talking, not what you see you know, in black and white, but what you read between the lines and what you know from experience when you run for office. How many times can you go back to your district and continue to ask for money, especially in a state like Massachusetts where the limitations on raising money are very finite? So it's hard to go back to your district and continue to ask for money to rerun, um, especially if you're a Republican with a supermajority of Democrats that wants to pick off you know, every outspoken Republican there is. So the point I'm trying to make is I feel like a four-year term for congressmen and women uh, would offer more of a, of a chance to be deliberative in your efforts, less time spent trying to raise money while you're running for office. And so that's my question. Was there a discussion at all about a four-year uh, term to uh, And Representative Eubanks will close. Thank and you. he was involved, so he can answer that question when he's on closing. South Carolina is next. Thank you, Mr. President. And uh, I will be brief. However, I, I will uh, offer an amendment here. I think that uh, uh, for those of sorry, for those of us, this is simple and straightforward. For those of us who think that uh, to go home with this at that length of term that has been proposed is a bit high, I'd just like to offer the alternative. And if I would to the staff, the amendment would just simply be representatives uh, be six terms at 12 years. Senators two terms at 12 years. There's your 24 years, but it's uh, 12 in the, as a representative and then 12 as a senator. I'd offer that as an amendment. All right, sir. The gentleman from South Carolina is proposing an amendment, which would be 12 in House and 12 in the Senate. Is there any discussion? All right, we'll bring it to a vote then. And. Uh, has there been a second? The, uh, you are the chairman of this committee. Do you have anything to say? Is there a second? There is a second. All right. Um, Representative Eubanks was next, so go ahead from Mississippi. Okay, I'll address the amendment first. Um, that was discussed. Those of you that were here back in uh, 2016, I think it was 20, 2016, um, I believe the outcome was a was similar to the proposed amendment just now. And I tended to lean that way myself personally going into our, our committee meetings. But it was discussed at length. Um, and 
the outcome was still the same. A lot of, a lot of you come from states where there are term limits. Uh, I talked to a couple gentlemen from Missouri where I think they're term limited at eight years. You know it takes about four years to even get up to speed to the process. Uh, and then you're, you're a little more effective the next four years. And then when it comes to uh, if you are going to ascend to leadership, uh, if you are going to be effective in that regard, it will take a little time. Now, I think it's important to point out that the average length of service in Congress is 8.9 years in the U.S. House and 11 years in the U.S. Senate. This, this proposal is, is not necessarily intended, in my opinion, to limit the average uh, person serving in Congress. It is the folks that get there and stay there and plant roots. And if you want to talk about deep state and, the, and you want to talk about the swamp, you're talking about the, the, the folks that get there and they stay there for 30 or 40 or 50 years. Uh, you're also probably aware that many of the folks that serve in the Senate a lot of times start out in the House. The effective, the effectiveness of this particular proposal still limits it to 24 years, whether it's 12 in one and 12 in the other, or 18 and one in one term and the other, say if you started in the House and went to the Senate. Um, I think that, uh, and, and also to address, I guess I can do it right now, we did discuss uh, in vigor about a four-year term in the House. We didn't really think that that was our scope, but also if you remember, the reason there was supposed to be so much turnover originally, our founders intended it to be closest to the people. And, uh, and when, in 1913, I believe it was, when they did away with states electing who the senators would be, effectively, there's no difference now. You have people serving your state for six years. You have people serving your state for two-year terms. So we agreed in the end that that was not something that we wanted to mess with, nor we, did we believe that it was uh, uh, fair to the original intent of our founding fathers. Um, I would encourage you to go ahead and, and uh, to, to vote this proposed amendment down and that we would take and, uh, and vote on the proposal that lays before you now. Thank you, sir. Any further discussion on the amendment? So who? who is that? Nebraska. Nebraska. Justin, Justin Wayne from Nebraska. Uh, I do agree somewhat with this proposed amendment. The, the issue is for me... Um, our congressman in, in Omaha comes back a little more, I feel like he spends more time in Omaha campaigning than he does in D.C., which is, goes to the issue of trying to build those relationships to get things done in D.C., which are damn near impossible because the day after you get elected, you're back fundraising and running the campaign again. And so you're more beholden to the dollars than you are to actually serving and representing, I feel, oftentimes. So what I would like to see, uh, and I guess I would ask the gentleman if he would be amenable to his amendment is, Four four-year terms uh, would be ideally for me, so it would be 16 years, but it would be four four-year terms and still leave the Senate with two uh, six-year terms. While that might be staggered, it does allow people to move back and forth, but have a total of 24 years total. But I do think getting away from the two-year election cycle in the House of Representatives, and for me it's a historical reason, and I'll be quiet and not come back up for hopefully the rest of the day. Um, this used to be a part-time job, and now it's a full-time job. And if we're going to treat it as a full-time job, whether we like it or not, we need to change the two years to a four years. And with social media and everything else and to be able to email your congressman or congresswoman and be able to contact them the way we can today, I do think a four-year term is equivalent to a two-year term 
back in the early 1900s. I just feel like the time-wise and those things are similar to be able to reach out to your community, to talk to your community. So I do agree with the four-year term, but I still think for term limits, you've got to have some time to build those relationships, to be able to work your way up in leadership in Congress, and to be able to build the relationships to get things done for your community. So I would go with a four, four-year term, four-year term capped at four years in Congress and still do two uh, six-year terms for Senate. That would be my, I'm not going to be able to write it today while we sit here because I was toying with it in four, four years. Just looks weird on paper. Uh, so we have to figure out how to do that. But that would be my suggestion if we're going to move forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we have an amendment before us. The amendment is 12 for Congress, 12 for the Senate. We're going to have a voice vote. If you're in favor of that amendment, we will vote aye. If you're opposed, we'll vote nay. All in favor, say aye. All opposed say nay. Nay. I believe the no's have it. All right, a division is called for. Let's call the roll. And ladies and gentlemen, we need to move this proposal soon because we're going to lose some proposals if we don't. Alabama. Aye. Alaska. No. Arizona. Aye. Arkansas. No. California. No. Colorado. Connecticut, no. Delaware, yes. Florida, no. Georgia, no. Hawaii, no. Idaho, yes. Illinois, no. Indiana, no. Iowa, no. Kansas, no. Kentucky. No. Kentucky is no. no. Louisiana, no. Maine, no. Maryland. Massachusetts. Aye. Michigan. Yes. Minnesota. No. Mississippi. No. Missouri. No. Montana. No. Nebraska. No. Nevada. Yes. New Hampshire. Yes. New Jersey. Yes. New Mexico. Yes. New York. North Carolina. No. North Dakota. No. Ohio. No. Oklahoma. No. Oregon. No. Pennsylvania. Yes. South Carolina. Yes. South Dakota. No. Tennessee. Aye. Texas. No. Utah. Yes. Vermont. Yes. Virginia. Washington, no. West Virginia, yes. Wisconsin, yes. Wyoming, no. the vote is 19 yay, 30 no. 19 yays and 30 no's, the amendment fails. We can now go to the main motion and Representative Eubanks, if you would close on it. Thank you very much for the great discussion. And I'm sure this will be something we can take home to the people. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the convention. I appreciate all the lively debate. We had lively debate yesterday as well. Uh, and there is wisdom in a multitude of councils. So I, I appreciate all of the different angles that we've come from. I would encourage you to vote yes for this proposal. I believe in spirit it does what we are, are wanting to do and what those that want to see term limits without taking and limiting 
somebody to the point that they become ineffective. I know I've heard from some of you that have term limits in your state, and it's like our leadership, by the time they get to leadership, have four years, and it's constantly turning over. So there is a reason. Um, I, I, I saw the light of it yesterday myself to the 18 years uh, max in a chamber, and I, and I hope that we as a body will vote in favor of this proposal. Now, in this matter, because it is a proposal, we're going to go ahead and vote by roll call. If you're in favor of the proposal on term limits, please vote yes. If you're opposed, vote no. And the secretary will call the roll. Alabama. Yes. Alaska. Yes. Arizona. Yes. Arkansas. Yes. California. Yes. Colorado. Yes. Connecticut. Yes. Delaware. Yes. Florida. Yes. Georgia. Yes. Hawaii. Yes. Idaho. Yes. Illinois. Yes. Indiana. Yes. Indiana is a yes? Okay. Iowa. No. Kansas. No. Kentucky. No. Louisiana. Yes. Maine. Yes. Maryland. Yes. Massachusetts. Michigan. Yes. Minnesota. No. Mississippi. Yes. Missouri. Yes. Montana. Yes. Nebraska. Yes. Nevada. Yes. New Hampshire. Yes. New Jersey. Yes. New Mexico. Yes. New York. Is New York absent? New York is absent. North Carolina? Yes. North Dakota? Yes. Ohio? Yes. Oklahoma? Yes. Oregon? Yes. Pennsylvania? Yes. South Carolina? Yes. South Dakota? Aye. Tennessee? Aye. Texas? Aye. Utah? Vermont. Yes. Virginia. Yes. Washington. Yes. West Virginia. Yes. Wisconsin. Yes. Wyoming. No. 43 yes, 5 no, 1 absent. 43 yes, 5 nays, and the proposal has been approved. Thank you for listening to the Convention of States Legacy Podcast. To learn more about our grassroots movement, go to www.conventionofstates.com.